How's it going, everybody? This is John. This is Justin. And today, th today we're talking about wrestling and all out, man. I mean, oh, by the way, did I say, tell, tell everyone welcome to uh, the Wrestling and Show? This is a bonus episode for everybody. Usually yeah. we go a little two weeks. It's our second bonus episode, which is really exciting. We love to get out there and deliver you guys content. So, yeah, we're here in the flesh. It's, uh, what is it, Labor Day? It's not, it's Labor Day, right? It is Labor, Labor Day today. Day. And Fuck yeah, this baby. weekend no was just too much stuff going on to ignore. There, there was so much stuff. I mean, you had a show that could potentially be called an all-timer. You had uh, some other stuff. I, uh, for me, man, the big show kind of almost outweighs everything. But you checked out other stuff too, didn't you? Uh, I was pretty much all about everything. I watched all of Wrestle Grand Slam as well. Um, How do you have time to watch this? Did, did you just figure it out? You made it work? For Wrestle Grand Slam? Yeah, I'd say that because I watched the first night, but the second night I had to like go to bed kind of earlier. Well, I didn't watch I didn't it live. It um, I tried to watch the first hour live, and then I picked it up in the morning because I'm an early riser. So yeah, um, even he's an early riser, out, ladies. He is a collector and an early riser. <laughs> yeah, so I'm up at five, so I was watching it. Damn, yeah, you, I'm um, like, I'm the exact opposite, dude. Like. My natural sleep schedule is going to bed at three to five. Like my whole life, I've been that way. I I hate the mornings. the The sunlight in the west scares me. Like I'm a vampire. So that's why I work three p.m. <laughs> so yeah, I mean shit. But you're an early riser, so you caught it a little later. So you watched that first night, that first NG, NJPW show, Russell Grand Slam Night One. How how much of that did you see? I saw. I watched all. I watched everything. Watched everything. Okay. Yeah, pieced uh, it together throughout the day. You know, it's a commitment, yeah, but you just it, piece it. You I know, I, I think I woke up early, watched an hour or two, and then caught an hour or two in the evening. Yeah. And then we went somewhere, and then I came back and watched it, and I just stayed off social media, not to be spoiled. I know. I had to do that yesterday for All Out. God, that was hard. I did it for a whole day. Like, it's so hard not to catch spoilers. Do you, do you agree with that? Like, if you have you ever fucked up yeah. and caught spoilers? Yeah, I've done it on accident. I'm like, oh. It's like the first thing you see. Sometimes I'll go on because I have to check other things, and sometimes I'll go on and like I'll scroll, and if I see the top of it is like NJPW or something, then I'll close my eyes for a second and go past it. Um, <laughs> dude, dude, but I I've think had with one... All Out, I I yeah. just kind of I I kind of figured that all the stuff that was gonna happen um, would happen would ha not would happen, but we knew that all this crazy stuff was gonna happen. So yeah. it wasn't necessarily like I was being spoiled per se. Um, I and I, I feel you. I I didn't. I'd rather just not zoom ahead and just you know to see when things happen. Let me just watch the mm. whole show. I, that it allows me to watch the whole show actually after that because then I'm like, oh, let me fast forward to you know. Let me Adam get Cole this part of it. Let me see that actual thing. Yeah. Let me now that I know it's coming at this point, I can enjoy the whole show kind of thing yeah i i feel you on that for me i i i have we all know the news that's been going on around the company for months now and stuff and i wanted to see even though i knew 90 percent, i wanted to see if it was news rumor or if it was like real and yeah uh pretty much everything ended up being real i'd say with even some additions that not as far as surprises just with how crazy some of the, the stuff timing. was yeah but i mean like for example like new japan shows i don't want to get spoiled because usually the results like I knew, I kind of knew all the results on the all out show, 
Like, we knew that CM Punk was probably going to win. We knew that Kenny was probably going to retain. The Young Bucks thing was up in the air, but it wasn't like... But, like, in New Japan, I want to know if... Hiro- I don't want to know if Hiroma's going to win. I don't want to know if yeah. Evil's going to somehow steal it. So I was glad... Those are the things where I don't want to be spoiled, but I don't mind not yeah. being spoiled by it. Like, kind of a pretty... You know, you kind of knew the... Fin- I get that would be the one criticism is like we can't he retain like it was pretty predictable except for maybe the young bucks well no no no. That, i don't think that's a criticism because look yeah, no. best booking in new japan is that <sighs> except for a few issues back in the day but that ended up working out like when naito lost to okada in the their first dome match i mean right, right, uh, right. which we all uh i mean things are generally predictable with some surprises here and there and that's okay because you know what the, what do they say wrestling is simple right like yeah. It, it it it's almost like it's almost like in the movie you have this good guy and you know he's not going to die in the end and you don't really want him to die in the end and he wins in the end. A lot of wrestling right. is like that too. We know what what's going to happen, but uh Yeah. So uh, that first night, I mean, what did you think of Yo versus Show? It was Show heel turn uh heel turned Show against his old partner. Um I thought it would be like maybe a little more of a dominant. I think they're really, you know, with New Japan New Japan's main roster being really thin right now, uh, you know, the domestic roster, uh, they're really having to give these matches a lot more time than usual because there's not as many matches on the card. Um, so yeah. maybe I thought oh, the match sure. went a little... If I was booking it, I'd be like, well, um, show's going to win in dominant fashion. Um, I didn't necessarily predict the whole uh, joining the Bullet Club thing, mm-hmm. which was, was inter- interesting. Um, yeah, and I, I did like show That's coming nice. out there with show had like kind of the crazy eyes and stuff, which I thought was yeah. kind of a nice touch to his character. makes him look a little different. Um, you know, not sure where this leaves yo and whatever, but, um, I thought it should have been a little more of a dominant performance by show. Mm. Yeah. The big just heel turn and he that. comes out and just shows that, Oh, he's, he's got even more confidence and stuff. And yeah, yeah I, I yeah, I, I could see that, and I agree, man. Or, this match, you know, maybe he he gets an unfair advantage with like a chair, and then he just dominates and almost mm. injures him, and then yeah. he, he kind of sets some. But other than that, I don't really have any complaints. Um, you know, it was a good. I, you know, can I? I want to first by saying, it, I was really excited, and I really love seeing the Stardom women because that's the first Stardom oh. matches. Okay, I didn't mention the starter women. Um, so, yeah, they had the starter match, which I was actually very entertained by. And talk about a match that got its time. I mean, the match was, like, short and sweet. I think Kamatani is great. I mean, she, she's just so cool. I mean, she looks young and stuff, but she does some pretty crazy stuff. And the Phoenix Splash was really cool, man. Um, so, yeah, they, they did get to, uh, pun, not, pun not intended, but they got to shine on this show. And uh, I hope to see that more. I don't know what's going on between Fuji TV and TV Asahi and how that how they made it work, but they made it work, so that's cool as fuck. I mean, I think they must have just... Um, if this was a more fuller card, they probably wouldn't have been able to get away with it. So... Yeah. Um, but, I, I mean, hopefully both of them just see how it benefits both of them for those matches to be televised. I mean, yeah. I'm considering looking more into stardom now because I saw that. Oh, well, there you go, man. It, maybe it's that, working already. Uh, I think there's a lot of people like me that were consuming a lot of wrestling this weekend that might be intrigued by that. Um, and that Julia, is that her name? That's how you say her name, Julia? Julia. Julia. Yeah. She seems like she's a star. I mean, 
She's yeah, got yeah. a great look and all that stuff through the half Italian and um they also who was the tall one that was like five ten? She like I think she that was, was Kamatani. Was it? Oh okay. shit! Well, Kamatani won the match, uh, but there there was like Micah and Lady. There was C. Momo Watanabe and Momo Watanabe. She was good, and then there was somebody. And I only Lady saw the first C. night. I only saw the first night. By okay, the way. so and then Lady there was C. Lady C. Lady C and the... Micah versus Kamatani and Momo Watanabe. Right. So those were they were both really fun matches. I enjoyed seeing uh, the the Stardom style match. Yeah. And, no, it was great. It was really great. That's awesome, man. We'll wait till see you more. see yeah. uh, Utami. She she's really great too, and uh, that's good. That's good. So it it kind of worked, man. And hopefully, there's more people thinking like you are, and they're gonna go check it out. Cause I I got on Stardom for a while as far as paying for the service, and uh, at the time I got it, it really wasn't that special but they weren't doing any tournaments or anything like that back then you know so i tried it for like two months and it's cool one of the problems is the matches are not live so that fucking sucks well how, how often are you going to watch them live anyway you know, on well for me Maybe I, you, I go yeah. to sleep at 5 a.m so You're the vampire right i'm the vampire yeah the 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 night crawler so i i what we do in, live, by the way what we do in the shadows is a great show if you've ever watched that love that show love the show okay Good, uh, yeah, with some of my favorite actors on that show. The, the, oh, Matt Berry's the man. Matt Berry is like one of my favorite actors, and the guy who yes. plays uh plays the big tall dude. Uh, I forget. Kayvon, Kayvon something. He right. is so fucking. Oh my god, dude. Uh, the last episode was great. I know we're sidetracking a little bit here, but Matt Berry's one of my favorites. I love it. Matt Berry's one of my favorites. His music is actually good too. He is a yeah, professional musician, good. and uh, I mean. Uh, I always think of him talking like this, and and he does his like, you know, I s- can see him in my head in the IT crowd having an orgasm with electricity in his pants and me like, and like shaking yeah, and stuff. Oh, he's the best. Uh, father. Anyways, oh. um, yes, those are. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, we love that guy. He's we, the best. Um, we, we wait, wait, wait. This podcast is officially loves Matt Berry, the <laughs> IT crowd, and uh, yes, what is it called? Toast. What, what, toast in the shadows. Something. Steven Toast, whatever that show is, is a good show too. Anyways, I seen that one. Um, I was going to ask you about Stardom as you're going to try and sell me on it. Is it ten bucks a month? Because that's pretty. I don't know if I can. Yeah, yeah. Swing I mean, another ten bucks a month. A, Do, the, yeah, it's like the same price, maybe a little cheaper. Um, the only one that's but, like more expensive is freaking Dragon Gate. I think. How is Dragon Gate more expensive? I don't get it. Uh, it's like fifteen something what? like a month, and it's a. Uh, they they oh. pull their shows too. They pull the shows after like a little bit after a couple days. Yes. So. But I mean, does Stardom run as frequently as New Japan? Uh, Stardom runs can... shows constantly, dude. They have like shows every few days and stuff. So it's just you right. get to see them the next day. But Do they, they have like... English commentary. Um, not often. No. Right. Is it easy to navigate the interface? Do well, they have an app? the interface is fine. They don't have an app, though. It's just like a lot of Japanese platforms where you deal with, yeah. like, you go to the page, it's in Japanese, you have to click English, paying for it is kind of weird, and it's the same. It's, it, whatever New, J- New Japan World has, it's kind of similar. I do like their website, though, and how they have it organized, but there's no app. You're not getting the Stardom World app for your iPhone. Right, 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 right. So. Okay, because that's just not how Japanese people consume stuff. Okay, well, apparently. I, I've I've heard that a lot of, uh, as confusing as this is, I've heard that like, as far as like internet technology and stuff, that Japan is kind of behind in a lot of ways. Yeah, and, it it really is, and I can tell you from like kind of a standpoint of, 
people well first of all a lot of people just love watching live tv on their phones mm, um, I guess, when they're I, on the trains yeah. but i think a lot of it is i just remember i went to japan like for the first time circa 2002 and going mm-hmm. there and seeing all the crazy phones they had and then go back oh, well, that to that was a totally different huh that was a different world when they had the most advanced phones in the yeah. world back the, yeah they, they had, had the docomos they and had all that the stuff. crazy colored phones with games on them and like people would put right. little charms on their phone and stuff all different colors yeah and i almost bought like a mini disc player in 2002 oh, they had all this technology yeah. but then when i went back in 2008 and everyone had an iphone and yeah. now an iphone is you know um, is pretty much or they had a head Samsung. start, and then Apple just came and you know changed the entire smartphone. And yeah, yeah, I know I, you people Android versus iPhone, but for the most part, an Android is an iPhone. It looks like an iPhone. The layout is an iPhone. Like, there's it's people that are going to really system. be bothered by you. No, just I mean, that. they they have the apps like laid out just like they're shaped. Like it's the same. They they are template. very similar OS for sure. Yeah, it, obviously they're completely different, but they all started from this layout yeah. of an iPhone. I mean, mm-hmm. whatever. Anyways, maybe no Starter Map, no New Japan app, at least not. No, 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 no. Anytime there, there's soon on one iOS. on Amazon Fire Stick, people. Yes, which I've used and actually is improved. That one works. In its functionality. It well. Yeah, I they had need a lot of bullshit with it, though, back in the day. Like, there was issues with it, too. So, the, the PlayStation. I feel like it's. It's ridiculous that there's no way to watch uh, New Japan World on a PlayStation, which has the most popular wrestling video game, and is probably the most popular console in 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 Japan and in the world. That there is not a way well, to th- watch. Yeah. Um, on a, a PlayStation device that is kind of ridiculous. The, or the Nintendo Switch, or I mean, they need to put them on. All the consoles, oh, it needs to be but everywhere, but they, um, that's a whole other conversation. And like, well, just just to be clear here, they've gone back on their technology sector because we it, they used to have an app for phone that like ran in the phone, and now the it, phone app just sends you to the website. So it's, they, it, it it's was gotten, like it was like a Chromecast thing, though. I think it was just a something to um, like if you opened up uh, the the video on a browser, it would pop up in that app. It was well, like that, a, like that's, a, dude, I could see that, but like they, tr- they pretty much didn't pay much for the browser technology. We'll put it that way. Uh, whoever yeah. designed the NJPW app is not the same people that's working at Peacock. I guess we'll just put it that well, way. Right? They have their flaws so, too. They have their flaws too, but it's f- way better than fucking New Japan World. So, um, and I can watch shows too. So, all right. That, I mean, do you disagree with that? Do you do you, do you think no, it's that much I mean, worse? I think um, I don't know about you, but my pe- my peacock, my peacock, <laughs> no, no, nothing there. But um, peacock, <laughs> no one. I have a hard time clear. watching anything on the PlayStation because it, for some reason, mm-hmm. my PlayStation runs Hulu, um, Netflix, uh, HBO Max very smoothly. But for some reason, with Peacock, it has it just stops every two minutes. I don't know if it requires mm. a higher bandwidth than other you know uh, it's because you have a ps4 whatever. not a ps5 brother huh it's because you have a ps4 not a ps5 brother did you you have a ps5 no you have a ps4 yeah i do you got to get the ps5 if you want to do you have perfectly. a ps5 no i don't my brother no. does so i don't know eventually but i just bought a ps4 um six months eight months ago something like that 
Hey, it's a good deal, bro. And I haven't bought a new video game console since the 3DS. So there and we go. I, I have a slam that I got on Facebook Marketplace for like 200 bucks. So it's done more than oh, its shit. purpose. That's cool. And you know, I got Fire Pro with all the bells and whistles on sale, yeah. and then I gotta play Shenmue at some point. Shenmue <laughs> Is it Shenmue four? Three. Um, Shenmue three. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Back to love those. Grand Slam, Wrestle Grand Slam. Yeah, um, well, we were talking about the first match. Let me say something we were on it real quick. talking about Show versus Yo. So, right? the, yeah, yeah. The match for me was, uh, it was. I actually found it like it being like good technically, but uh, the clap crowds and people who came up to me, the fucking on Twitter, what's his name, the official New Japan fan club, and this dude is a moron. I'm just gonna say it. I don't like calling people out too much, but. He's a fucking idiot. Like, me and this guy got in a debate back in the day on Kenny Omega, and Kenny Omega jumped in the fucking conversation to talk shit about this guy. Legit. And wow. uh, the, Kenny Omega told him, you don't know anything about me or Bushi. Basically, shut your mouth. Uh, he's, he's just a shit talker. So I posted that, you know, the clap crowds aren't that great. And he's like, oh, would you rather them, you know, risk their safety? And I, I, that's well, not that's what I not said. That's not yeah. what I said. Okay. So it's just that the clap crowd thing is hard, and this felt like an empty arena match in a way, especially in this gigantic dome, which was like yeah. bad optics too. I mean, even in the stands, there was like a smattering of people. So see, you know, here's the, yeah, that's the thing. First of all, I thought the dome was really cool looking. You can see the trees. Oh, the dome is cool looking, bro. That dome was, is sick. It was it's a even cool aesthetic, but you can see that there's like big there. windows all around it or something. Or I don't know if the windows are air. But like, there's nobody big there. nobody there, man. There, I don't know why they couldn't just turn some lights off. Um, <laughs> I know, huh? Turn yeah, the they should have dimmed the lights down. That. I don't understand. They must. I I would imagine that they're just getting a really good deal on these buildings because outside of, you know, the baseball teams playing right now, there's probably no there's no concerts or anything well, like that. And, Restaurants and be, are closing at eight p.m. There, there's no karaoke well, bars. And also, so check this out, New Japan can't run a 2,000-seat venue anywhere else right now because of... Yeah. So this is the only place they can go where they'll pull 2,000 people. So it, and it's, they're probably getting a good deal on the building. Oh, fuck yeah. They're but making there's got to be a way that they could dress it to look like there's more people. And the clapping, I'm used to that by now. And I just kind I of... I feel like it's gotten worse, dude. Like, this show in I, particular, I, I felt like it was, like, a dead crowd in, at times. And, like, I've watched clap show crowds where I'm like, oh, that was a hot crowd. And this one just... Especially for show and yo, I just felt like... Eh. There were, like, big spots that were just complete met with silence, not even clapping. Right. Um, so that was one. Two, uh, show, he's never been a heel before, really. And so it's kind of weird seeing him as a heel. So I don't know if it's me or him. But it's something seems a little off with the heel work. Um, maybe it's just me, you know, and I'll get more used to it over time. But, uh, you know, show is more of a shy person in real life. And um, so, but, you know, is he's not Minoru Suzuki at this point, um, right. but maybe it takes time. So the crazy I look is kind of cool. But then I've always thought between the two that yo might have been the better heel. Well, that, that was my thought too. And Show is like the more popular of the two, so Show is it's the more like, talented. You want to make Show the, the bad guy? Yeah, Show is the more like kind of polished guy of the two, and um, and he has Yo a better has look kinda... too, even though they're both pretty ripped. Yeah, so uh, Show looks like he could compete at a heavyweight, and 
and he's probably like I guess you could say the better looking of the two and all that stuff that I think they eventually are going to want him to be a baby face. So we'll see. Yeah, hopefully. So uh, let, let's kind of move on quickly. I don't. I really don't want to say much about Chase Owens unless you want to say something. Like um, we can move past I, that. I, match. I like seeing a uh, murder Yano. It, it was it was pretty different. It was way too long. Um, I was yeah, there were some crazy was spots. Thing. That was the longest match of the whole weekend, wasn't it? Yeah, that I mean, was, at least that was like an issue. Uh, so the two shows, they must have they like I said, they're feeling they have to give everyone more time. Um, yeah, but I I I like the fact that like they actually had a serious match. Um, they did have like a deathmatch type of match. Uh, it wasn't so deathmatchy with like no bleeding everywhere, but it was a violent, lots of spots but, with the tables and the handcuffs and the and whatever he was going to stab him in the head with. They were trying to recall Magnum TA or whatever <laughs> the but, fork. Yeah, um, or it wasn't. I forgot about the fork or scissors. I scissors. I, I kind of like the idea of having this Yano character. Um, Go away for a while, but then come back at certain times. Well, he's going to be in the G one, like so he's not going away anytime. Well, he dyed soon. the hair, and it's just one. It's funny how different he can look. It is funny. It is old school <laughs> too. It's his old GBH Great Bash heel look. So right, like I know uh, that that was his gimmick at some point, but um, I mean, it just looks like his. He must put white makeup on too, or something. To, he, yeah, I can see that. Out. Well, well, the biggest part is that he dyes his eyebrows blonde, which right. makes him look like that's the that's the big one for me. Where it's like, uh oh, we're going back to the old school. So, um, but we got something different from Yano, and I I'm a fan of his shtick in a way because I think it's in the middle of a card with all the matches. It's I always like having a little Yano change of pace match to transition. It is me fun into in a G one. Um, it's very hit or miss for me. Like sometimes, like if he has his, he had his like. Uh, New Japan Cup match with Hiromu where he tried to cut his hair and they ran all around the arena and stuff. That and was he threw fun him in the fuck. And he got the count out in the elevator. elevator. That was great. Yeah. That was fun. But, like, I've seen and similar matches where he's, like, handcuffing people that are just excruciating. Some of them are stupid, but the, the Kenny Omega one was good where he taped, they were taped together. <laughs> I liked when they did, like, the hair spot. They kept grabbing each other's hair, like, and, like, yeah, making that. Yeah, that was ins- good. Instead and of, the Moxley... Like, the, yeah. The Moxley with Shoto Imino, that was fun too. Well, he but, beat um, Moxley, which kind of pissed me off. <laughs> I it was, was like, pretty what funny. The fuck? It snapped his undefeated streak, but you know they weren't going to have him win the G One, so that was a good spot to have him lose a fluke. Um, yeah, I, I, thing. I, 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 uh, I agree with that. So um, let's let's kind of go through here. I mean, for me, yeah. the uh, the best show of the night was. The Tanahashi Ibushi match, which was all action uh-huh. to me. Ibushi looked a little different. Um, he looked a little smaller. Um, looked a little paler, I think. You know. Yeah. And, um, so we hope I he's okay. I was happy to see him back. Obviously. And apparently, I got to watch this. One thing I couldn't get to. Apparently, there is some kind of documentary of his last few weeks with trying to come back. No way. Oh wow. And um, Kevin Kelly was mentioning it, so I want to check that out because listen, that aspiration pneumonia is no joke it oh, only has no, like well pneumonia in general it kills people like be real no here, so. yeah this aspiration pneumonia in particular yeah. depending on how much fluid you get into your lungs it has like a 70 percent survival rate wow and it has a lot of long-term effects and Oof. sometimes 
if you survive it, your lifespan is really cut. Like, it was a really, really Holy serious... shit, bro. It was a very serious thing that You're he hearing it here, guys, on the Wrestling and Podcast. We have yeah, a deep I analysis mean, of Ibushi's sickness, and it, it wasn't great. Yeah, it was... It, this was a serious thing. Like, there was a good chance he, he could have died. Um, and he if he does have to suffer... The fact that he got back out there so fast with it uh you know is is pretty awesome and this is a guy who thinks he's going to live to be 200 years old yeah um, and he's not we, well he's proving it he's proving it so far so we'll see what happens i mean the dude yeah. uh wrestles not too different from when he was at 20 years old and and i think they had a nice 17 18 minute match something like that right yeah shorter match uh, but it worked much out well. more fast-paced, and I guess because it was shorter, they didn't have to pace it the same way as the 30-minute matches, but uh, I liked it. I thought it was fun, and I was glad to see Ibushi. Now, did you watch uh, the junior heavyweight tag match? Or, no, excuse me, junior heavyweight title match? Yes. So how did how was that? I got nothing to say because I haven't seen it. It was it was a good match. It was it was good. Um, I'm, I'm I love Hiromu. Robbie Eagles is solid, but I'm not. I don't know. Uh, and what happened? I'm not. Com- well, Robbie Eagles retained. Okay, Robbie Eagles won. Robbie Eagles won. Um, Ron Miller special with the 450 to the leg. He tapped. No, he tapped him out with the Ron Miller special after working okay. the leg. After working. So it was a well done match. I like the idea of. Maybe Hiromu, like, he's been gone for six months, and this is his second match back. The Doki match was way better. The Doki for match sure. was fucking awesome. Um, but also, but Doki is really crazy and just doesn't give a but fuck. at the same time, I, don't re- I, I would rather see Hiromu chase somebody that's a heel okay. for the title. Because, uh, you know, Best of the Super Juniors is going to come up right after. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it gets old after is a while. Is April, bro, or did they announce Best of the Super Juniors? I, I want to say it's at some point maybe. Well, it has to be before Wrestle Kingdom, right? Well, no, 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 no. It's after Wrestle Kingdom. It's April. First is first is uh, trip, Triple Mania, and then they move to Best of the Super Juniors. Usually. Oh. Well, so. when was the Best of the Super Juniors? Well, then how, uh, they got to determine who's the... The top oh, junior? They'll yeah. just have to do it through angles and stuff like that, I think. Hmm. Um, because you're going to have the G1. Yeah. Then you're going to have the Tag League. World Tag usually. League. Then you're going to have Wrestle Kingdom. Right. So So then you'll have that. Okay. Well, anyway. I'm sure they'll um, fit it in somehow on who yeah. the next guy's going to be because uh, Hiromu's not in the G1, which was kind of a rumor. Like, they thought that could be possible. I didn't possible. think that was going to happen. I mean... I don't know. Hiromu is like, honestly, he's got to be a top three guy in the company right now. There. That's there. It's Tanahashi, Naito. He could be argued as like the top two in a way because of his popularity. He's beloved. Shingo is the champ right now and Shingo's great, but I would have to say if I'm looking at a pecking order, even though they've kind of taken some of those guys a peg down, to me it's it's Naito, Okada, and Hiromu still. Those are still the top three guys. Yeah, and I guess okay. I guess that makes sense. And then we have Tanahashi in there in that mix too. So okay. No, well Tanahashi would be actually probably. I, I just I get what you're saying. Like yeah, there Those are a four. lot of top Those dudes are the top there. four. And to put yeah. them whatever order you want, it's Naito, Tanahashi, Okada, and Hiromu. So uh, I agree, man. And uh, so that's one question. By the way, I forgot to touch on this that. 
just real quick, I thought Cobb versus Okada was good too. Okada's yeah. really good. Cobb is at this new benchmark for his peak I, so far. So I think they got big plans for Cobb. He got that win against Okada, and I think he's going to make a really deep G1 run. Oh, and that'll be fun, man. That That's fun. I mean, because when he was in the G1 a few years ago, it was – he wasn't that great compared to nowadays. Like compared to nowadays, he wasn't. He was good, but he wasn't like now. So it's gonna be fucking awesome. Um, yeah, he's getting that kind of King's Road style down. I mean, in the in American Indies, he was working at kind of those face, those PWG fast paced mm-hmm. short matches. Um, New Japan is kind of takes that to the next level because you got to show a little more endurance. Oh yeah, um, yeah for sure. And man. you got to do a little more than the feats of strength. You got to be able to do the counter spots late, 25 minutes into a match, and be able to make them look perfect and not slip on the rail like Kenny Omega. So I totally agree with you. (laughs) So, um, yeah, that was good. How about the main event? What happened there? I'm I'm going to just guess that Evil lost. Did they have a match, or was it just nonsense and choking? It was. was, There was was a lot of bullshit and shenanigans, and um, with uh, show. And, oh yeah, um, and it's now Yuji they're not Rowe the bull- they're, his... they're a Bullet Club subgroup now, right? Yeah, torture. It's kind of confusing rather. and stupid. The well, House of like the Torture Squad was. Yeah, but how it long did that like even last for, thing. bro? Um, we'll see what happens with that. With the because inter- you never we haven't had this the politics since evil was in the Bullet Club. You haven't had all of them back at the same time, have you? That's true. No, not everyone. I don't think. Like I don't like Jay White kind of touched it but i guess that's all about booking you you know how they choose to do that so hopefully it looks okay but this might be the group of bullshit now that we all laugh at and make fun of and let's hope that show to go and all that but um uh yeah there was it was a lot of bullshit and then lij came to save the day her own and and yeah uh, bushi came out first then naito and sonata came out uh and then hiromu came out I think Hiroma came out. Yeah. Can they well, just to say, man, I, I don't hate interference. I think the G1 finals between Ibushi and uh, Jay White was fucking incredible, dude. One of my favorite matches of all time. Had a lot of interference in it. So interference can be okay, but can also be it's, overdone, as we all know. Yeah, but I, I I think a lot of it that would bother me, especially with the LAJ stuff, especially with the Naito when he lost Evil, it's like, where are his friends? You know? <laughs> yeah, that stuff bothers me too, and that's kind of what yeah. I like in AEW is that everyone has a friend. It seems like in the back, and you know, even though like sometimes it's like if Dick Togo comes, you got to send somebody to even it out. Like that's not cheating. That's just you know making yeah, things. Fuck Dick Togo. So why too. not? Bushi didn't have anything. Let him come out with uh, a company Shingo to the ring or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't see that why you have to make him wait and make yourself so vulnerable because you know. I know it sounds simple, but, uh, you know, a, a quote from Spaceballs, the great oh. 80s American film. We're bringing out the Spaceballs quote. Maybe I should, like, make a, from, a stinger uh, from for Dark this. From Dark Helmet that says, bad always wins because good is dumb. Oh. You know? Don't turn your back on an opponent. Um, and then all of a sudden you get <laughs> low blowed from behind. Like, that kind of thing. So, um, I tend to f- you, you tend to feel less sorry for... A baby face that just does something stupid, like turn his back to something yeah. or whatever. Well, um, I, I, 
I just want to say I've never heard someone turn a wrestling story into a Spaceballs quote, so congratulations on that. One-stop show here. Good, that, because, good that bad, always win. I, I'm not, I'm butchering the first part, but it's good is because good is dumb. Because good um, is dumb by Rick Moranis so, playing as Dark Helmet. Yes. I cannot stand a dumb baby face. Uh, that's just, yeah. I, I don't like the dumb baby face. Uh, evil will always triumph because good is dumb. So, yeah. um, yes. There, is that, was I, that the quote right there? There you go. Yeah, that was the quote. But I, I, it's, yes. it's, and it's funny cause it's just a rip off of star Wars making star yeah, Wars course. look stupid, but it's funny. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. The dumb baby face, uh, it, it is pretty annoying, huh? It's old school. The dumb gullible baby face. Like, yeah. Oh man, it's it's a tough situation, you know. I I think it can work. Matt Riddle. Now I'm not saying he's a top guy in WWE, but and his character sucks actually. But if he was kind of that dumb character and played it and it was okay, you know, he could be kind of something. But I don't think you're gonna reach the Good next night, level boys, being an you. idiot in a pro wrestling company. So. Yeah, and there's a difference between his kind of, you know, himbo kind of character mm-hmm. than a babyface. That falls for the, you know, Miho Abe acting like she's hurt when she's not or, yeah you know, turning their back to True. Dick Togo and getting the... Yeah, as a wrestler, he's actually neck. really smart, huh? I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, but, uh, so the wrestle, you know, uh, there's different, like, the character than just the way they act in a match um, and falling for, you know, distractions and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's where you have the dumb baby face, not in some idiot wanting to ride a scooter um as their character but just like actions like that where like why would you turn your back to him like you know kind of thing. I, I get what you're saying it, it's a different type of yeah dumbness on the dumb scale so um right i, I and agree that's not man saying that of course shingo wasn't like that and eventually laj came out and helped so it did make a happy ending but i mean yeah. it just makes at the end of the day evil look like a dumb at like a complete joke which is is true in real life so that is it works it works out maybe that's what he should look like um so do you give these two shows a thumbs up thumbs in the middle thumbs yeah, down I give them a my, thumbs my up. first I some my first show i'm gonna go thumbs like not quite middle. in the middle but a little up a little up yeah, um, i thought they were both fine shows it were it was good shows but you know hardcore new japan fan shows these aren't yeah these shows aren't gonna draw in new people and stuff and you know what yeah. Uh, that's fine because of the situation. Eventually, eventually, something's gonna happen. But right now, we're looking forward to New Japan in America, right, Justin? Would you agree with that? There's a lot, and I just found I I, I I'm being led to believe that the uh, the Riverside show I think in November is gonna be in an outdoor venue. So that is something that is it interests you. you? It interests me a little bit. I gotta look a little more into that. And when is even that? It's like a I think it's in November or something, but November. It's a it's a it's a two hour drive from here. Um, Is it down but, south uh, a little bit? Uh, southeast. Uh, near San Diego. No. Um, okay. Like, kind of in the in the. I kn- you know. I knew a couple of people that and, live. I get Riverside and Oceanside mixed up. Yeah, Oceanside is just north of San Diego, right on the ocean. That's what I was thinking of, Oceanside. And Riverside is inland, in the Inland Empire, as they call it. So yes, yes. San Bernardino, Rancho yeah, yeah, yeah. Cucamonga. Pasadena? Uh, 
Pasadena is not that far inland. That's like okay, 25 minutes from here where the Rose Bowl is, like 30 minutes from here. And that is our but it is in that weekly direction. geography report for California. Yeah. Southern so. California geography report. We, we, um, we're learning. So it's, it's Pasadena is not that. I used to work in Pasadena. Oh. But, um, okay. But, uh, yeah. But you're kind of so, interested now. You're like, eh, maybe I could do this. Uh, I don't blame you. Know, I know. I, I kind of, maybe I was stretching it and trying to have a contrary view. But um, if this, uh, you know, expansion and all the things they're doing in, in, in the West is pretty awesome. And it's, it's just like adds little seeds for when everything does get back to normal, which I have no idea when that's going to be i don't know when i'm gonna or be if ever at this point it's just like fuck it for we real, just right the world it doesn't is i mean uh, i mean but. they're really i think they're planning on it just not being normal for a couple years well um yeah yeah I we mean, won't get I too deep into that now but yeah it, it, and we yeah, can talk who about knows? not only did we get an announcement the g1 but they announced wrestle kingdom being three nights a three-night event which is intense. So we're talking what a Monday and a Tuesday, I think, or a Sunday and a Monday. Um, which let's just let's just let's have the facts on this podcast. So let me find this now. So we're gonna go January fourth is a Tuesday and a Wednesday. So we have, right. that's kind of awkward. And so we're gonna have a Tuesday and a Wednesday, and then they're gonna give us a weekend show. And that's well, a week thing. and a half later. Wrestle Kingdom is always January fourth. Like exactly yeah but i i want to say i was going to ask my wife but i think that's just like that week is like a holiday week in japan oh because of new year's yeah or they have like oh. kind of a dead week and i think they just have it like that day everywhere because usually everyone's off on that day anyway so it doesn't matter if it lands in the middle of the week i didn't know that okay well the 16th well, confirm that with my wife but well, we he'll confirm that next episode so the 16th yeah. is their other show is it the fifteenth or the sixteenth? I thought they were going fourth and the fifth and the and the eighth. Oh, January eighth. I could be wrong. It could be the eighteenth, but there is a gap. Yeah, my. M- and it's at Yokohama. Um, okay. Arena, not a stadium, an arena. Okay. Um, I don't. I. I don't. They must. They're. They're going to have to fly some people back. I mean, the way the roster is constructed now, there is no way in hell you could do three nights. With not it being five matches or three matches a night. Yeah. I don't think they could do that right now. It's going to be really intense, man. I'm trying to think how that would even work. I I just have no clue. We'll see. I'm excited. I'll see what happens. I mean, I'll be there for it, but um, I'm not... uh, I'm really wondering how they're going to put this together if they're not going to be flying over a lot of AEW guys. I mean, you got to think... the way that we're constructed, we got to have Tanahashi and Moxley for that U.S. title at Wrestle Kingdom, right? Um, unless yeah. that happens in the states sooner. On, but I don't think you can. I got. I think you're really as happy as I would love to see it on an episode of Dynamite. Like save that for the Dome. I think yeah. that's the perfect match for Moxley. Yeah, there's a lot of questions, man. And uh, yes, you were right. It's the eighth. I was totally off. So. It's the 4th, the 5th, and then Wednesday, the 8th. So, right. Um, yeah, we'll see how it works. But it's weird with a small comp- a company with a small roster um, to be doing three nights of shows at this place. So I agree with you. They better get some star power, dude. At this point, it's just 
it starts seeming desperate if they're throwing these shows at the domes and it's, and it's like it's not even star power they just need some bodies like they they're gonna bodies. need jay white they they're people. gonna need osprey they just, just to need fill, people like like we're talking if you expect to go to the dome you want over two hours of a show and so i mean they're really gonna run you know six to nine hours of shows um in these domes we'll see man hey I'm hoping they do it. I'd love to watch good action for three nights in the dome. So we probably all want it to work out, um, but it's a weird situation. Um, who knows, man? They booked it. So if you book it, they will come. We'll watch it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, hey, that's- but I do understand some people that might be like, you know what? I'm going to sit this New Japan stuff out for a little while until, you know, it gets a little bit more... Um, you know, we get some more people flying over, and um, I, well, I get that. people say I get that, that the, the company's cold right now, and I could yeah. see that. And the fact is, though, dude, I am always hopeful. Wrestling goes up and down, right? I mean, it's cyclical yeah. in that nature. Even New Japan has had ups, downs, ups, downs all throughout the years. So this is a weird situation, but I honestly think when things or if things open up, it's going to get better, especially with some um, AEW wrestlers walking through oh, the forbidden door. It's going to be absolutely lit on fire. Once yeah, it, it might, it might be one of the best, best eras of wrestling we've ever had. Once things, It'll, Yeah, it's, it, so. it's just a matter of when that's going to happen. You, you just list out future. AEW signings, and then you list out a, uh, New Japan wrestlers, and you have dream matches over and uh-huh. over and over and over again. Adam Cole versus Hiromu Takahashi. Uh, so, anyways, um, yeah, that's New Japan. That's what's going on right now. That's with wrestling and New Japan. And as you can tell, Justin and I, we like the company. We're looking forward to uh, seeing what they do. Probably not going to watch a lot of Tag League, just so you know. Are you? Um, I'm gonna. I would like to try and watch okay. some of it. But the Depends G1, on the I'll watch every. G1, night. I watch, watch every night of the G1. So the G1, I, I miss it being in the summer, and I know eventually it'll yeah. be back there. But the G1, um, is just one of the coolest things, and I know that the the um, you know the the, the uh, brackets aren't as the blocks aren't as exciting. Um, They're not as I, exciting I, as before, but hey, man, it's the G1, and people work hard yeah. during that show. I Those do shows. think that um, there's not a lot of new matchups we're going to see necessarily, but I honestly think it's kind of the best they can do right now. Just tell a story, guys. And Yeah, uh, and I think it'll set up something intriguing uh, for Wrestle Kingdom. Um, I would have loved them to see, to be, you know, like we talked about a few weeks ago, finding a way to work out like an american or western bra- a block or something i would have loved to that too but but and i heard that asked to dave Meltzer, and the logistics are too hard right now that's what i was gonna i on, i honestly think the most difficult thing would be the, the how yeah. would you televise it and right the logistics of it all like would you have a g1 night at a gcw show like i mean how would you do this and i don't think you yeah, know, you'd have AEW to run American shows wanna... every few nights. You'd have to run a shows in America to a to Yeah, a I don't think there's enough uh, capacity for American uh, wrestling in terms of airtime to to get it out there unless you were going to have them on a, mostly AEW Dark. Your yeah. only option would be AEW. I, I don't want a G1 or matches New Japan on AEW Dark. I don't want that. And the other issue is the G1 is so 
respected and so great. Yeah. Do you even want to run it in front of 300 fans in Hoboken, New Jersey? I don't. I, it's almost. Oh, you're like, probably no. going to be running it in front of 300 fans at uh, Cork and Hall, right? Well, we'll see what's going on. Eh, it's next month. New Japan Strong is probably the other place that would have made sense for it, but I don't think they produce that much where they could do that. They would, and I don't think it's something that you would want to can and film four episodes at a time of and have spoilers get Well, look, get the out. company is needs money, so they're going to do it in Japan, and they're going to run shows in Japan and get a bunch of people paying tickets. I, so. You know what? That's probably the best way to do it. I, it's you just, know. yeah. I No, the idea that you said is great, and I hope they do it one day, but right now, nah, it ain't happening, yeah. as we already know. So, New Japan in an interesting situation. Um, yeah, but New Japan, to me, was overshadowed. So yeah, much. Probably barely I, here. We probably should this, have talked about it first, but we're going in order. So this this is. Uh, so you you call you said to me it was the maybe the best pay per view you've ever seen, and I think like I'm gonna have to look back. Um, I've seen some New Japan shows. I had some g- bunch of great matches, but this this show, it's not just the matches. It's the history and the changes and the entrances the and the excitement. The hot crowd. Like the hottest I mean, crowd you've seen in wrestling in your whole life, possibly. Like hottest except crowd maybe since like the WrestleMania era. seventeen. Um, this crowd was louder than Japanese crowds from the early nineties. Um, and we'll talk about that soon. They they yeah, you had the CM Punk pop originally. That was like the one a few weeks ago where it's like that was like the biggest pop I've ever seen in wrestling. Or is like is there a bigger pop? And then I, um, I, you know, you can argue like, man, I, I saw a lot of people with the mask drooping down, and oh, I think no it was Ross Berman who, uh, you know, co-hosts with on Thomas podcast. He tweeted mm-hmm. that, you know, CM Punk doing that whole, uh, you know, crowd diving thing is he's really putting those two vaccine shots to the uh, test. Oh boy! Well, we all know that's true. Look, look, there's ignoring of rules by all the fans here, and I could sit here and shame them, but. I'm gonna review it like it's a straight wrestling show. You know, it was it the safest place to be. Fictional stuff. Although you know, we were we wear a mask everywhere and all that stuff, and I believe they were. But I'm just no. No one was wearing a mask, dude. You see it on camera, bro. Everyone took their mask down. Yeah, yeah. So that's. Let's. uh, uh, But you know, Chicago is a little more liberal though, so maybe like everyone's vaccinated there. Well, I think they had, I don't know, maybe they had a, a vaccine requirement. I don't know. Whatever. I'm not going to get into this political They had a mask requirement. Garbage. Hot crowd. Let's just say what it was. It was a hot <laughs> crowd. It was awesome. It was loud. It was into everything. And everything. I mean, I everything. think a lot of that is AEW is run and written by people of our generation uh, Tony Khan was at these New they Japan shows. We got some older folks in, in there, bro. Arn Anderson works fan. there. Uh, no, but oh, I'm you just say saying it's written. Tony Khan is running this thing. Yeah, and he's he's kind of one of us, except for he's got billions of dollars. But he's a hardcore he, wrestling fan that has he's been a like hardcore wrestling fan. Loved wrestling since much he was a baby. Likes what we like. He was at these New Japan. Sh- I know he's a huge New Japan fan. He, dude, he has watched all wrestling like since back in the day, all the he way to New Japan. Bullet Club. He, he was at Long Beach. At Long Beach, he's one of us from for is in terms of that. I listened so, to an interview with him recently saying that he was writing Dynamite episodes as a child. That's and he incredible. said he even had Rampage like ready. His goal was like he, dude. 
this shit was all planned out since this guy was young. I'm telling you. It was like the <laughs> perfect, literally, this is one of the perfect meetings in wrestling that you'll only see once in a generation with Tony Khan, they, with the Cody and the Young Bucks. An amazing job of following a very simple, simple formula, which is you give the fans what they want, and you also give them what they, you didn't think they wanted, and then you do it in a way that still has surprises. But the overall simple formula is give the audience what they want. It's a novel well, concept. <laughs> I know. They do oh, a fan- yeah. And they've been doing a fantastic job, um, especially the last, what, six months? Um, and that's what I wanted to add is that this, the booking is getting better. I mean, um, it's, things have changed, man, a lot in the last couple of years. I remember the first episodes, there were a lot of issues Remember, there was, like, too many beatdowns on a bunch of episodes early. Where it's just, like, guys are running out constantly. Every section was a beatdown. But as wrestlers started joining AEW and as talent started drifting there and things started building and Tony got better at booking and who wasn't, who knows, Kenny got better at booking the women or whatnot. Dude, things are really hitting also, stride right now. They really used those first, almost that first year of, you know, dynamite was just character development. Can yeah. he find losing and finding his way? Hangman is still finding his way. They really are committed to the but long. You still had good shit too. You had a uh, you had the championship run by Chris Jericho, and yeah, you know, you had a lot of good stuff. The uh, ladder match by Phoenix and Penta and the Young Bucks way back in yeah. the day. So. Um, and yeah, things have changed and characters have developed. When we look at the Lucha Brothers now, you know, they've been through a bunch of shit, dude. Hey, am I am I going too far on a limb to say they're the best tag team in the world right now? The Lucha Brothers? Yeah. No. No, that's no, not that, going out on a limb at all. Right. That's that's I, they got to like, be the best tag team in the world right now. Not some just saying they're the champions. Some would argue, uh, the, their only competition for that is the Young Bucks. Yeah. Potentially you know, some might love the Lucha Brothers, but tag team wrestling or, or you know, um, FTR, right? Tag team sure. wrestling is, we've never seen, so for me in my lifetime, I've never seen tag team wrestling this good in my life. And so it's almost, I'm getting new to scoping this out. I saw some good stuff in NXT back in the day, but yeah, dude, Phoenix and Penta right now at this very spot, if you ask me if they're the best tag team in the world, I think I might agree. Um, and we'll get into that match in a second because I want to talk about There's a lot of shit I got to say about that. But uh, yeah. for, first thing was just this fucking great match. Kingston. I, I didn't watch the pre-show, did you? I don't think so okay. because I was just watching. Well, I won't go into that. But, uh, what was it? Um, like dark? No, no, no. It was a Lucha. Ugh, Lucha, Soros, and Jungle Boy versus... It was a trios match, but we didn't see yeah, it. Yeah, you know what? So it was with uh, Orange Cassidy. Yeah, I did not see that match. So. I think, what did it open with? Eddie Kingston and Miro? Eddie Kingston and Miro, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good think? match. Good match. Um, I love the way they're booking. It was just a well, I mean, the way that they kind of, I don't know if they, they brought in Miro as kind of being that best friend and that dumb video game match with the obvious prop Materials. I love that match. That, that was like <laughs> one of my favorite matches. Are you talking about like the carnival match? And they had yeah. like the fu- dude. It was like so it was, cheaply the match made. Was fun, but I Everything just the was props so cheaply made, 
And, yeah. like, then fucking all of a sudden Chris Stantlander pops out of the machine and shit. Well, anyway, I like what they're doing with Miro now. And, um, I mean, just the way that things are, everyone's got, it, it reminds me, like, of, you know, I know that people talk bad about Vince Russo, and I get that. But he, he was really good at giving everybody something in that Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. So I feel like everyone's got a situation or, yeah. uh, you know, like, why aren't they fighting for the title? Because they're mad at this person or what? There's, you know, there's more blood matches. And these are the things that New Japan tends to not have. Um, they just put everyone in a mixed tag and it's, you know, the treatment's different. But um, I feel like when I watch Dynamite now that I'm, it's 1998 and I just started my senior year of high school and... I'm going to my friend Aaron's every Monday night, um, who lived right up the hill from where we lived, and I would leave the house at about 10.30 because his dad had to set the alarm to go to the gym in the morning, and I would walk back home, and we would he would catch me up the next morning at, you know, at school or whatever. Like I feel that there's that level of excitement when you watch Dynamite that I felt, you know, a lot of it was... Not just because of the content, but it's because of my age. And, you know, and I, I feel like... Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel there's a level of excitement that you don't you have, we haven't seen in pro wrestling for a long which, time. On which is crazy because wrestling should be exciting, dude. And you should. It's entertainment. You should want to watch it all the time. And uh, it's just that we've been in a different world for the past however many long years. Right. So. You know, as I said, Tony Khan, they say it's a once in a generation meeting. So let's hope that that proves true. But I agree. It's like it's weird for wrestling to be must see TV. And it was the most popular show of the week a bunch of times. So it's like yeah. not just for us, you know. So um, there's no um, there's no going through the motions with them right now. Can you describe that more? There's no like everything has a, a intention and purpose. And it's not just you know, a Monday Night mm. Raw where it's just like, let's just get this three mm. hours of programming in which, there. Which I guess there was 180-something rematches on Raw this year. And yeah, there was so that, 30 that, in AEW. So that's a going through the motions kind of, let me just it's put like, this oh, on the It's like, it worked last time, let's try it again. Um, let's just fill this out. There, yeah. there's just, there's no, there's, uh, there's, there seems to be effort and purpose with every And what's the purpose when you already had the most profitable um, three years you've ever had in history? Yeah, it's hard so. to have any motivation. I think I was having this conversation with a friend of mine. It's like, well, you know, when these athletes get these huge contracts, they often, they don't have any motivation anymore because they got Which, their big Which, and check, you know what the sad thing know? is? The money that they make is a tiny portion of the company's money. And uh, uh, wrestlers actually get paid like way more less than any other athlete. Like underpaid, yeah. Way well, anyway, underpaid, way underpaid. So what do we have after the Miro match? Well, and I want to say something about the I want to say something about the Miro match because th- this one I actually loved it, dude. I was excited okay. by it, and you talked about the difference between New Japan and AEW for this m- match. I thought I was watching a New Japan match for a minute there, dude. Like. Mm-hmm. They were chopping the shit out of each other. Yeah. They were, ch- and so I think like, dude, I, this is the first time I seen Miro's chest purple and blue. Like he got his chest fucking ripped down. Um, Eddie Kingston for me, with his body size, it's weird, but he's actually kind of fast. Like 
for his size. His wrestling skill and his body type, like it's it, they don't match up really. You think so? I I I think what I like about Eddie Kingston is there, he's definitely on a short list of guys that are just as good of a babyface as they are in a heat and heel. Yeah. Um, because Eddie Kingston can be like kind of this underdog guy from the streets or whatever. But then he mm-hmm. can also be a dastardly heel if they want him to. Yeah, he can be a total dick, um, kind of like John Moxley in that way. And uh, exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, but but here he's. A I big... think Moxley is kind of lovable either way he goes. In char- you know what I mean? Not charming, mm. but he, he where where but... he can the other guy can get real heel heat. Yes, I yeah. think Eddie Kingston can get real heel heat or real babyface sympathy. Um, yeah. And I like the whole angle where he found the weakness of the DDT. That was uh, cool too. Yeah, watched on Dynamite. I love how they work that in, and those subtleties are really what makes it work. So he's an underdog, and he's found a weakness. Yeah. And what that does is not only does it make people root for and not really damage Eddie Kingston in the end because you know he's going against this David and Goliath situation, um, but it also doesn't make Miro feel, um, you know, take a peg down. Um, if he you know has to sustain a couple of a little damage from Eddie Kingston, yeah. So yeah, it, it did a good job of making Miro look dominant, but let Eddie Kingston get some things in and not look like it was a dominant. I, I think they dominant. they all got some good stuff in. I thought, yeah. and I ha- wrote this in my notes yesterday, and I haven't watched the n- match since. But I I said that this may be my favorite Miro match. Because it was so different from his WWE style, and it was just pretty violent for what these guys or what for Miro did in the past. His kicks, he his kicks were great. He was extremely agile, and he looks physically the best he's ever looked in his life. Um, Absolutely. So, I thought this opener was hot, man, and it, the mm-hmm. crowd was behind it. So yeah, very very good for me match. Um, Absolutely. The, Next one I wanted to talk about here was another banger. Fucking Kojima versus Moxley, dude. Yeah, wasn't that great? Um, better man. I didn't think it was going to be a bad match. I didn't that was think it was going to be thought. as exciting as it was, dude. Like, yeah. I feel like they like stepped it up a notch from his match with matches with Nagata. Because, like, the Nagata yeah. matches were good, but, like, they t- definitely <clears throat> took it to another level with this match. And just to, like, kind of mention, like, this is probably Tony Khan being that one of us fanboys. And he's like, I want to see this match, bro. He did an excellent job with Nagata of making the guy look credible and, you know, make the announcers sell to this. This is, guys, a Japanese legend. This isn't just some old Japanese guy we're flying over. And they did the same exact thing with Kojima, where they showed us so much respect for him. And even Moxley yeah. showed a lot of respect for these guys. And The Chicago really crowd cool. loved all the foreigners, and they knew all of them, too. Um, maybe, like, we should have put uh, Ishii in this situation at some point. That would Ooh, be great. But, that'd be great. But, Hopefully um, do it soon. I, I think they do such an amazing... And you've got to be really happy for a guy like Nagata... Um, who, you know, was in WCW in the 90s and all that stuff, and now he gets kind of this, in front of this hot crowd uh, where wrestling is starting to peak at this company. Um, Happy for them having a spotlight like this right now. It's cool. Yeah. Now, I want to say this. 
the catchphrase, and a lot of people are confused about this, man, but the catchphrase, the catchphrase is that he throws Moxley into the ring and then yells that out, you know? And uh, the Japanese all know it, and they yell it with Kojima, but uh, none of the Americans knew it. That was kind of sad for me. Eh. So It's okay. You're okay with that? Yeah. Um, I guess you'd have to wrestle here for a long time to get that. But um, the match was awesome, but you know what was even more cool? was after the fucking match. Now, I want to say this real quick, dude. First of all, fucking Kojima walks out. He looks like a crazy person. Uh, we all know him and we love him. And I was like, oh, this shit is crazy. Did you notice this? He waited for the crowd to hit, sing his music before walking into the ring. Like, he chilled and chilled and chilled and chilled. And then right when Kaze Ninade hits and all the fans freak the fuck out, that's when he just stepped into the ring. I thought He that always was... does that, doesn't he? Like, right before it hits the chorus... That's is that his normal thing? Room. I feel like a lot yeah, of yeah, it yeah. seemed a little He always more... times it out to where he he stands at the apron, and then yeah. right when they hit the cousin, all right, he goes in the ring. That's oh, what shit. he always does. Okay. Maybe yeah. I just didn't notice it until tonight, but uh, he yeah. got... Did this dude get, like, a CM Punk level pop? For reals? <laughs> that is awesome. I, I, he what? got a good pop. He got a really How good pop. How the fuck? He came out there smiling. <laughs> smiling uh, with his tongue out fucking oh and they had a nice forearm exchange and then we get it we, we get it wednesday dude how cool is that when, when when he hit the sleeper like i was like i started cheering right here and the gotch style pop yeah <clears throat> but dude I, the sleeper really got me because they did the roll around and you forget suzuki is fast bro he's actually legit fast because he he runs the ropes all like kind of back. He was a shoot guy, and this was a uh, you know he's a legit fighter. Like yeah, so I definitely got a text that day. They those from two people saying who is Minoru Suzuki. Right. Told him he's an evil, dirty old man, violent. Yeah. I said like, he's a nice like guy in real life. He's a nice guy you. in real life, but uh, his character. His character is yeah. A I was I was telling person. my buddy Aaron like you know I had to. He doesn't know who who Adam Cole or Daniel Bryan were either. So, really, yeah, he didn't know who Daniel Bryan was. Wow, yeah, that's <sighs> what that what, that excites me. It's like they're like you'll well, like he's him, interested. Worry, yeah. yeah, oh for sure. So um, that was yeah, that was fun. After that, you had the women's match. Um, let me see what my notes say here. Um, blah, 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 blah. I, I liked Rebel at the beginning. Um, because she's just a loser and she's really loud and she acts like an you idiot most of the time. I found out she's 42 years old and that blew me away. Oh, she's 42? Yeah. Wow. I thought she that was is a little surprising. or something. I wonder how but, she knows um, Brit. Or maybe they just got I, I, put together I, by Tony Khan. something, I don't know if she was like a makeup person or something like that. Oh. Or some kind of, anyway, I don't know. Dirk, uh, Britt Baker is fantastic. She is great. So... It was a uh, really cool match. Now, yeah, especially like on this big show, and you're like, all right, now the women's match, which a lot of times Ooh. is kind of like a chill down. And while not as good as the match before or after, in my opinion, it was still there. It was in place, and it felt good. It was fun to watch. A lot of people might have said that the women's division was a weak um, spot of AEW, but I always thought that the talent was there. It was just they had to find their way with it. And, yeah. you know, I think I Britt Baker's that. development and her character work 
really kind of throw a wrench into the works of what they ha were going to establish because, you know, at the beginning of it all, um, your champions were Riho and uh, Hikaru Shida and Nyla, Nyla Rose. Rose. And then I don't necessarily think they were counting on Brie Baker to really just steal and demand the spotlight as much as she did. You don't and think I so? Think that they weren't ready for it? I guess not I don't because think they were the first it. push was terrible. Yeah, and that I, was like, I like, think I, it was on her. I think yeah, I don't think they were expecting her to just kind of become what she is and it kind of put a wrench and they had to take a few steps back and then of course, you know, the pandemic um you know, complicated some things with Riho and pro I don't think here Carl Shida I think was here the whole time. Um I wouldn't be surprised if she hasn't been back to Japan since. Um and you know they even were running that women's tournament in japan which was actually really cool to see when they did that people are not remembering that, that. was fun and, Mizunami. and as you can see in that and chris strantlander also came along and injured for a while great very good and um and then the casino battle royal was great so well yeah and uh well that's what we're gonna talk about the women's stuff a little more did you catch the pittsburgh sunrise spot because i caught it right away yeah. I was like, wait a second, what the fuck? And did, like what did the, it make you she, what did it make you think when you saw that? Were you just thinking, Oh, she's doing her guy's spot? I or think did so, it, yeah. Did it because it teased a little bit for me. I was like, wait a second. She's doing his move. I was like, something's up. I guess it did in the end. Um You think I though that's the, what it was. I think it was just yeah, a tease, and right? I love at the end though she puts on the, the glove with the blood on it to when she goes to the lockjaw. Oh god. She is a crazy bitch, for sure. At least her character. And she is great. We love Britt Baker. So the next match is the was uh yeah, man. Um This is the best match on the show maybe and best cage match ever and I gotta say, it's the early contender for match of the year, right? One of the well, it's not early. One of the best more, matches I've ever seen. It's it's on the short list for match of the year, if not running away with it. Um, wow! Definitely the best cage match I've ever seen, ever seen with my own eyes. Yeah, uh, and, well, well, I, well, what you're saying is we got to go back and look and like, wait, what's wait? Did I see one? Because. This match was fucking nuts, dude. From top uh -huh. to bottom. The whole spectacle of it. There from was the nothing that wasn't crazy. Uh, yeah. So, the for me... with the guys with the mask uh, and... The mask being uh, ripped apart and the shoe with the uh, tacks and the top of the cage moves. So, first thing I'm going to say is... Uh, I got to say... I got to talk about this. The Lucha Brothers entrance was fucking amazing, dude. Yes. I think it may be one of my favorite entrances in years. Um, they, they wore Letterman jackets, indigenous Mexican headdress, and they had a live rapper come out and perform with them. And they danced on the way out with flames and fire. And when they called Phoenix, he climbed to the top of the cage for the, the reception. What it the was fuck? Wasn't yeah, that just I mean, nuts? Top to bottom. What was the timing on that match? Was it 20-something minutes? I don't know what the time was. I don't have the time on that one exactly. I don't know. But, it, I mean, it was just beautifully paced. There wasn't a slow spot. 
Um, and if it was, it was just guys being absolutely, you know, demolished. And um, the Young Bucks were obviously outstanding, too. And sometimes with the shenanigans of the Young Bucks and the, and the, and the, all the, you know, resale price, you know, sneakers they buy, you forget, like, these guys can flat out just perform in the ring. And boy, and, boy, did they, man. I mean, it was so those, great. Those dudes, it's just like almost too much for us to talk about it. There was sort all sorts of crazy spots. There was chops to each one of them and then super kicks to each one of them. And then they all fell down and they all got up and messed each other up again. And there I, was I imagine a, that, you know, we'll do ourselves a little year end show when the, at the end of the year. And maybe we'll do the match of the year and all that stuff. But like, I cannot see something beating this. It was just great. Yeah. Gimmick fucking boot with the tacks that got slammed oh. onto. And, the, and they, they sold amazingly. I mean, when he was slammed his head into the shoe, he made it pretend like his, his head couldn't get off of it. That was incredible. Um, the top of the cage uh, splash from Phoenix, which was mm-hmm. picture perfect, beautifully executed. Um, and then the winners at the end, which was the Lucha Brothers and their super bloody and their masks are ripped apart and they're crying and fucking his family comes out and they're crying gave me mick foley vibes from fucking uh hell in the cell yeah Uh, i mean it it, was beautiful and i I mean i guess that's considered a cage match um but you know the visual i don't know if there's a more like just striking visual than maybe pentagon or el desperado with a mask yeah, in pro wrestling, in terms of just not a face, <laughs> it's um, pretty scary and intimidating, dude. Very scary and intimidating when they when they paint the mouth, and they have the the contacts. Yeah. Um, and they're actually amazing wrestlers. The and they're actually amazing wrestlers too. Yes, and to see that with the blood was just that. I mean, that's it one was of crazy. And he wore like full I'm, Mexican garb too. Great matches. One of the things you look for are a a, a, a signature visual of the match. Right. Yeah. Whether it's the Stone Cold Steve Austin Bret Hart from WrestleMania 13, which you would probably agree with me is one of the greatest wrestling matches ever. Yeah. You got that visual of Stone of Cold and that blood from a stone T-shirt. Yeah. With the blood dripping down his face, screaming. That, oh yeah, that visual. I, I that's a box you have to check in great matches. You had it last year in what was one of my matches of the year, which was the Super Junior Final with Hiromu and Desperado, mm-hmm. where you had Desperado with the mask off. Oh, yeah, 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 for it sure. It checks the box of having a visual um, thing. And this match had the visual, too, with, um, you know, a bloody crimson mask guy with a mask mm. on. Outstanding. It, it was crazy looking, dude. Um, the whole, it was just absolutely epic. We'll probably be talking about it more over our next episodes as a benchmark of what's to come. Yeah. So uh, that was an all-timer, I think we would call folks. Um the Battle Casino Royale was up next. This was on the pre-show before it got moved to the normal show. And um, what do you think about this match? Um, I thought it was really good. I thought the um, obviously this was a format that was set for Las Vegas. But I like yeah, the format. Yeah, but they it's keep doing different. it, which is kind of weird. Do you, there's a gambling theme in AEW in general, I think. Yeah. Because I think they bought all their shit and did their first shit in Vegas, and so they just kept the ideas. Because, dude, they um, have a chandelier that they bought for Vegas. Like, that chandelier, yeah. 
but now they just use it at every show. The chandelier. But uh, they probably have that shit all stored in storage, and they'll use it next year. And that's what um, they said they're going to California, by the way. We got... I forgot to hit this. Before we move on to the Women's Casino Battle Royal, did you know when Tony said he's going back to California? Did you hear? I didn't see that. He will be trying to go there in May of 2022. That's exactly when I thought they would. Yeah. So he's going to try to hit Vegas... And then he said he's going to try to, for a double or nothing weekend, and he's going to try to do a show in California before or after that. I wonder where in California. SoCal. Oh, so you think they'll do Ontario? Oh, I don't know the arenas and stuff, bro. Right. I wonder if they'll do Staples Center. You know they're, like, super strategic about their arenas. Yeah, because I think before the pandemic they were scheduled to do a Dynamite in Ontario, California, which is like Orange County. 5,000 or what? No, it's like an 8,000-seat arena. The Kings yeah. have a minor league team that play there. That's, uh, that's it, probably be what it's they like a, It's like a mini Staples Center. But to be honest with you, Southern California doesn't have a lot of arenas. We have the Staples Center, the Pond, or whatever But all the college places, bro. Well, you're not going to have one at Poly Pavilion, or they don't have. But any, what about UCLA or or they, that's USC? That's Poly Pavilion. I don't. I don't think they'll have anything there. They don't really have events like that at Poly uh, Pavilion. How they about USC? USC at the Galen Center. I doubt it. Um, what I would like them to do the is, torch at the LA Coliseum. Yeah, I there right next to the torch. Obviously, is the Coliseum, but there's also a soccer stadium where like the LA Football Club play. Yeah, outdoors. I would love to see him run a show there. Well, you know that Tony is unique in picking venues. But, you know, actually where I could see them going is the Forum. Yeah. That could, How about could La Reseda, Or could you see him going to the Globe? No, the Globe isn't going to fit enough people. That's, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Way I, I could see them doing the Forum where they can get 15,000. Well, I think it... Yeah, so, with their mathematician there, Chris Harrington, who I think, like, literally does the math on everything... I, I legit think they're just going to, like, see how hot the company is and book it then, you know? Like, they'll be like, ah, if we're, like, getting, like, 900000 on TV, we'll just book 5000 But if they're doing – if they're really hot and shit, they'll book a bigger arena, I'm sure. Yeah, I, if I had – if you put a gun in my head, I'd say maybe the Forum would be where they'd want to go because they could build off the history of the Forum, too. And That'd be sick if they know. were like, fuck it, we're moving double or nothing to the Staples Center. Staples Center would be – that would be interesting – because you also, I you know, sometimes WWE can have it in their contract where you can't have another promotion like us except for oh, us. Oh, yeah. And so how, how would you say the uh, wrestling crowds are in L.A.? Are they really intense? Good? Wrestling crowds are good. They're, they're pretty solid. Um, Loud? They're knowledgeable. But yeah. they're probably a little bit on the, like, root for the heel side. Oh, shit. Um. You know, Damn. like just Jay White, super duper over. Um, well, yeah, but the, I, I mean, Finley that could was have just been dick, an overall bro. American thing. But American fan, uh, LA fans are smart for sure. Yeah. So um, after that match, man. Uh, oh, we never got to it. We didn't even get to it, and I'm already getting to skip right. over the women's battle royale. You like yeah. it though? No, I like the format. It was a little different and unique. Mm-hmm. 
And I know when people were talking who that mystery girl was, I thought it was going to be Ruby Soho. Because well, I think everyone like said it would be her. Like It was like not even a question at the, at some point. She had the promo video, and I know they got the rancid song for it. So Yeah, what the fuck, dude? Like they, they, Dude, how much money has Tony spent on songs? It's had to be like hundreds of thousands of dollars is my guess. Yeah, and I'll talk about later what I thought they were going to do and they didn't end up doing, but... Um, no, I thought uh, it was a good match, and I just, you know, the, I love uh, um, Hikaru Shida is kind of taking a backseat after all that. Riho, it was good to see her back. I was a little surprised by that. Um, Jade Cargill. Um, love seeing yeah, her. Yeah, and, and Jade, right? Yeah, she's, like, there's a lot of talent Kira there Hogan I, was in there. Yeah, it's almost time. like. It was a lot of get actual some, good uh, talent. I wouldn't mind them seeing getting some women's tag titles. Yeah, it's definitely a possibility. Fuck it, give them trios titles for the ladies. Yeah, um, they, have, so, they have the roster for it. So I thought it was definitely good, man. There was all sorts. Or give of the women a TBS title or something. There we go. Yeah, there was all sorts of good stuff, man. Thunder Rosa was in here. Thunder Rosa, um, she's awesome. She's just great. Um, the best part of this match for me was Ruby Soho. Now, here's the thing, dude. I'm going to tell you straight up. Never liked her in WWE. Never thought she was great at all. In fact, I was like, yeah, she's not that good. I mean, you watch her WWE run? Yeah. I mean, you know, they kind of mismatched her with the people that were in her group, Liv Morgan and what was her name? Sarah Logan, right? Yeah. They just I They just didn't seem to match that motif of what she was like they didn't seem like they were punk rockers or whatever no i i agree um, with that um but and i i didn't necessarily have i didn't really say that she, i didn't really get a mm-hmm. really didn't see enough of her to judge her on her yeah i still don't know exactly how good her like ring work is and stuff oh okay yeah but she's I, got a unique look though that's for sure yeah man well i i think it just felt like when she came out from the entrance into, like, when she won it, I thought she just showed so much more charisma than she did in oh, WWE. Yeah. And it was like, dude, this this girl's actually hella good. Like, what the fuck? Uh, yeah. There was a spot in particular. Most of the people, like, enjoying themselves more. Yeah. You know, and Which I've heard. I, I heard doing. that the company after this show was like everyone's in a great mood <laughs> except Daniel yeah. Bryan. He said da- Brian Danielson was the only person a little upset, but that supposedly has to do with he had a hard choice deciding on choosing the company. Okay, we'll talk about that when we go yeah. into his thing. So, um a little bit more, but that but is interesting. She she was amazing and all of a sudden she's like a whole different wrestler and all of a sudden she's this wrestler. I'm like, "Fuck yeah, win the match." <laughs> so, yeah, it was nuts. Um, Jericho versus MJF, man. Go ahead. You know, it's just, um, you know, Jericho. You want to say he's done, but then he goes out there and he's still hitting the lion salt. I know his look isn't, but I don't know, man. I still see. I I I still wish the lion tamer was a stand up move and not a Boston crab. Well, like when he like puts his like knee that. on him. Yeah, and he like yeah. stands up. I feel like and he tried it. to do it at the end, and like I don't know was, like, why it. he stopped, and he just goes into the Boston Crab with it. 
But he's been doing that for years. It hasn't just been since his AEW run. He's been doing it yeah. at least for the last 10, 15 years. Um, what do you feel about the fuck finish slash restart? We've seen that before, right? I mean, in AEW, so, I don't know if we, I don't know if we've ever had that where they had it. You know, it's just one of those like kind of thing. It was a dusty finish, I guess. Um, the other ref comes, and then sometimes it's the ref's decision, the final decision, or um, yeah. I wish that was. He's more like, of an look at this. Here's. I don't know Leg, if they've done hit the rope, buddy. If they haven't done something like that before, then that's cool. But if the if if there's been that's been an established as the way they do things, then yeah. I'm cool with it. But um, I thought it was a well, little that's odd. But so the thing I said is it makes things weird if the ref fucks up in the future. Like so, yeah, exactly. if like now, like if one ref fucks up, we gotta blame the one who was watching him. We gotta have the secondary ref, but uh. Maybe they'll bring the secondary ref in every couple years as a gimmick, like you know. I'll that give angle. the. I'll give. Uh, I'm willing to give AEW the benefit of a doubt that they're going to have a little more continuity with that. Um, yeah. For now, it, you can use that every few years, right? Sure, as long as you don't have anything that's missed, and then the ref. We got come. video evidence. Right. Um, and uh, no, I thought it was a great match, and you know, I thought MJF it was great. Is, you know, they. I think MJF has got to be the champ there at some point. At some point, for sure. But Chris if Jericho, the first champ, got to continue wrestling, which um, all the I fans want. I think it's wanted. fair to say that the next heel champion, because I think so, if a babyface takes it off of um, Kenny, Kenny, then it's got to be MJF next. MJF versus a guest who will appear later on the show. So yeah. after this was the big match, Allen versus Punk. Um, I thought this match was good. It was really good, actually. Um, it did start slow, and you can't blame the dude after seven years for starting a little slower. There were lockups, hip tosses, throwdowns, jump overs, headlocks. So it was very simple wrestling at first. Um, I feel like they might have just called it in the ring, but after it that, was a like. Good match. It started to get a lot better as it went on, and Darby Allen sold his ass off, uh-huh. and uh, the, the CM Punk GTA. started just getting better as the match went on. The first GTS where he flew out of the ring was cool. And that was hilarious, dude. I, I was just laughing at that. that I was, was like, cool oh, spot. fuck. But <laughs> he just falls uh, right out. It looked perfect, too. Were like, you it the legit only looked one? like he just like fell right through it. Were you, was I the only one thrown off by CM Punk wearing pants? No, that was a little weird. You want him to wear his old tights, but uh, maybe he's just changed it, you know. Well, look, who knows if I why. was a wrestler, I wouldn't wear Speedos. I would wear the long pants, but um, no. it was such a contrast to his usual gear. And I know. It, it, that was it like, didn't that look right because it was part so much, of his old whole, like, persona. Um, it, it, it didn't work. Like, I think there needed to be more of a pattern on the pants than just the solid color. It, it just looked it a was not, and, Look, I'm going to say it was not a great costume. It I'm looked weird. He, he maybe he needed the elbow pads or something. No, it actually looked really weird because, like, I don't know, dude. It just wasn't that cool of pants. Like, it was just stars down the side in black. But, you know, like. That's when, what his trunks would look like anyway, so. 
It's just weird. I mean, it reminds me. It's different. You know, I, I don't know if it was weird or if it's just because we weren't expecting it. I wasn't expecting it, but it's just what it is from now on, and who knows yeah. why. Well, he, fucking... he might go to tights again. He might go to the trunks again. I know that's a weird thing to say, but hey, the aesthetic part and yeah, Tony Khan's gonna know. go up to him and say, "Hey, Phil, you gotta put on some trunks." We'll see. Um, so. <laughs> I thought it was a really good match, too. It was fun. Yeah. And at this point, you're thinking, like, every match on this show has been awesome. Yeah. And, and then, I think they could have gone the other way with it. They could have had Darby go over, and it would have hurt Punk. Yeah. Possibly, man, but I thought it was really fun. No, and it was great, and the Sting stuff was good. And Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that was no, hilarious. Just, it was great. It was great. It was good. And then we had a match we're not even going to talk about. Because it was just there to, like, slow the pace down and get people ready for the main event. Unless you have anything to say specifically about Paul White's Paul match. Paul White. I even thought it was okay in, in terms just, of how it, it was what placed. It is I, I wasn't bothered by it. It was inoffensive is what I put down. Yeah. <laughs> I You're mean, just like, okay, cool. Let's let this guy, QT Marshall, who I, I'm not a fan of uh, to begin with. Oh, he's awesome. But, um, you know, let some guy get his comeuppance from Paul White real quick. Um, and, and Big Show probably like, hey, man, I want to be on this card. And, you know, it's like maybe they should have found a way to get maybe Malachi Black on this card, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah. that's how loaded this roster is. Yeah, this is show that, is huge. Malachi Black was on the show, but not in the form of being a main event. So And, you know, uh, Andrade wasn't on the, the card. Um, but I it was mentioned on the show. They, they but I, you're right. He but was they supposed did to have ne- uh, Pac. not Neville, um, Pac. But yeah. Pac was having some issues getting in the country. And now supposedly, be on who knows what the fuck happened? And it's Rampage on Friday, which and I it's think Rampage, that's a fantastic baby. main event. But, yeah, I'm excited um, for that one for sure. So I mean, I think this was a match that might might have been just thrown together real quick because um, because of the Pac Andrade thing. Um, but well, at the same I heard time, it had a longer story than Pac Andrade. But at the same time, you could have just thrown the Dustin Malachi Black card on a uh, match true. on that card. True, true. And it would have been a good one. It's but all right. Let Paul White do that. That's fine. I, th- I think uh, I think Dustin likes wrestling on Wednesdays anyways. All right, man. So the main event, dude. Great match. Great match. I huh? mean, Christian has been fantastic. Christian's and been I know fantastic. We, talked, we, we had the debate of, you know, who's had a better return, Edge or Christian. But, I mean, this is not – obviously, you know, uh, Edge has been putting in higher spotlight and it's been a longer return. But Christian is – has, I mean, the dude can still – he does not show his age at all. And he's – I want to say he's the same age as CM Punk, right? Obviously, like he doesn't 40 have, 40-something, 42. They're both in the 42 or 43. I'll look it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he showed less rust, obviously, even though CM Punk hasn't really wrestled. But, you know, nah, he, 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 um, Dude, look, he's an old WWE-style wrestler, but the dude oh is God. like... Christian is 47 years old. Okay, he's, he's Chris Jericho's age. No, Jericho's 50. Nah, dude. Yeah. We're gonna spend this looking up, man. Are we gonna Jericho's spend this whole 50. podcast looking up? Edge is also forty-seven. Can we just flat out say, 
Edge, Christian, Jericho. I mean, I'm 40, and I don't look like that. And <laughs> those dudes. No, you're not I Minoru mean, Suzuki, and you're not Jushin Liger, bro. Those dudes, I just give it up. Especially, I mean, Christian is 47 out there, you know, having a match. I hasn't wrestled for a long time. Well, how, how do you Seven feel about so. uh, the great Muda? I haven't really seen any of his later matches. His recent matches? No. But um, okay. I would imagine they're not on the level of Edge and Christian right now. He's 58, but uh, yeah, he was the top wrestler in Noah for like a long while. And his right. matches were all fucked up. <laughs> well, there you go. But especially <laughs> when, when you see someone like uh, not... Um, uh, who's the other guy that comes out with Grill as a Destiny? Uh, their dad? Uh, oh, Giotto. 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 That guy could barely walk. He's in great shape, and that's awesome. He's he, dude, you, he's definitely but different he, than how he used to look. You should have seen them back in the day. It's, it is crazy. He, he can barely walk, dude, and it's just like you feel like he's just going to, you know. He might fall, fall over at the last minute. I'm surprised they didn't put him at the G1 him. this year. Right. <laughs> so, uh, but anyways, um. Give it up to Edge Christian, Chris Jericho. Those guys are just, it's just amazing and all yeah. that stuff. You know, I um, noticed something tonight, which is, okay, This I want to, like, this is my big opinion or whatever about the show. If this show goes next year, I don't know what's going on with AEW, but right now this seems to me like it could be their, like, WrestleMania-type show because of this that show. That seems to be what they're billing it as, but... Um, I think um, they're going to need the all-in, all-out. Do they still do all-in, too? No, they just do all-out. And, then and that's always gear. on Labor Day weekend. Right. Um, right. And it makes sense to have it, then, because people are off. Mm-hmm. And you can have it. Someone was saying, how come they didn't do their pay-per-view on a Saturday this time? Well, Sunday was effectively a Saturday yeah. uh, for this one. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, and it was a great match, too. I mean, Kenny Omega is just... I mean, I liked when Kenny Omega stomped on the table and it cracked on top of Christian and it looked super brutal. And then he's like, did I do that? And then at the end, he did the Steve Urkel quote because family matters is set in, in the city Chicago. Of Chicago. Yeah. There you go. So, um, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, no. I mean, it, it was great. And, um, I was Kenny's saying, phenomenal. I was and saying, those, those V triggers from every angle. They were brutal. The end, were outstanding. Um, dude, I I thought the crowd was like I I was like I would have lost my voice going to this show, dude. I can't imagine this crowd like screaming as much as they did this night, but they tried, and like I, I felt like the crowd was maybe a little tired at this point. But uh, dude, one they thing kept it up. One thing I wanted to po- yeah they did and one thing I wanted to point out was Don Callis and Tony Schiavone on the color commentary I think it was during <laughs> the Young Bucks match yeah and I gotta say I wasn't always a fan of Schiavone back in the day but I love him now I love and- Schiavone dude he's like one of the my favorite guys on there and I even wrote that down I said commentary is good I love Schiavone he's the How most babyface. When he was calling Don Callis, you know what? You're full of shit. <laughs> like, who would you I ever know. see that? They so it was the pay-per-view. They started cussing. I, I, there was one point when fucking Excalibur freaked the fuck out. I don't remember which point, but he was like, God, uh, mother, fuck. 
Hey, you know what was funny? Did you see? Uh, check this out. When Minoru Suzuki came out, like they showed John Moxley, and he goes, "Fuck, no, fuck no, <laughs> yeah. fuck." This, yeah. Or just uh, <laughs> um, CM Punk at the end of his match saying "MFR," you know, "motherfuckers, I'm back," kind nice. of thing. Like the freedom they feel. Yeah. Um, and I I loved. Uh, well, Don Callis had one of the best moments. When he was a color commentator, when Suzuki would come out and you know he would you know yeah, he would come right yeah. up to the and he ah and running out of that was one <laughs> that of the best things funny. ever and the whole don't make eye contact with Suzuki. I hope we see that Suzuki, where oh, yeah. you know he puts fear in everyone. You know the commentators, everything. That's the Suzuki I want to see on Wednesday. Hell um, yeah, dude! I do as well. Of, I thought it was a great match, and of course you're going to have a little shenanigans, but. You know, the thing that makes Kenny Omega such a good heel is you know he can win without it. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Christian, he got, you know, Kenny Omega got his win back. um, And now it's on to the next thing. With an an avalanche angel off the middle rope. Fantastic. That was awesome. Woo! That was hard. And he kicked out of the dude's finisher. So he is definitely big time Kenny right now. He's kicking out of finishers. He wants to have the best match possible, and I love that. So, big boy Kenny, he's in his main title run, trying to put – he's trying to top Okada, best title run of all time at this point. You know what I'm saying? My friend, uh, a friend of mine brought up a great point is we're going to see Kenny, ta- Kenny out there talking shit one day uh, in a month or two months or six months with the title, and then we're going to hear the coins drop. <laughs> on AEW. Oh, don't even tell me that, man. I, 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 Why not, right? Because I'll, like, punch my wall in happiness. So Wouldn't that be, a, be like, good. that's got to be a moment that Tony, that our peer Tony Khan is thinking, like, I'm going to throw Okada out there on Dynamite one day. Well, I think I've mentioned this, and I'll say it again. They have one more match that they planned. They did, they planned all those matches, but they said... Like, they both have interviewed and said that they had one more match that was, like, planned in their series. Yeah. Mm. So, that's fucking nuts if you think about it. I think we're going to see it. We're going to see it um, before 2023. Well, you know, we'll see. I hope... You know, Kenny has... uh, As great as a wrestler he is, and I can't complain because I can't do anything better... He kind of has been slipping in a few spots in his last few mat- big main events. He's and adjusting to a new schedule um, where he was working in New Japan every freaking night on these tours, even oh, if some of them were in Nate Mantas. That's true. He was only working once a week for a while, mm. and he was adjusting. I don't know where he lives, but I'd imagine he lives in Florida like everyone else. Yeah, he does. Um, but I think he was, you got to give him a little time. He was adjusting to the lifestyle. And plus, don't forget that, um, some of the storyline of his character was that he wasn't, you know, Mm. he wasn't putting it together. Well, you know that, and that's the thing when he does fuck up or he does slip, it's kind of funny because like everyone just laughs at him and makes fun of him. Like just reminds me of like, you know, Tiger Woods would be willing to sacrifice a year of his career because he wants to change his swing that people thought was perfect anyway, but he wanted to do something a little bit different to get a and he's willing to kind of put aside some of his career to be that much better at the other end. Yeah. Um, I think that could have been with Kenny, but 
I think Kenny was probably going through a lot of transitions personally, mm. professionally, and then plus his storyline character was part of it was he wasn't able to put things together. Yeah, I that is that is true. It does check out. So right now he's vying for best title run like ever if he keeps going and starts wrestling Daniel O'Brien or excuse me, Brian Danielson, who showed up later. I guess I, I forgot to even mention that. Um, after the yeah. match, fucking Adam Cole showed up. Did you expect that? Did not expect Adam Cole to come this soon. I did not expect Adam Cole to come this soon either. I thought that was mm-hmm. Brian Danielson, honestly. And, uh, and I was like, hell yeah. And then, you know, we had our episode of Wrestling and Comebacks, remember? Yeah. And I said... What about Adam Cole? And I think we argued if it was a debut or a comeback. And I said, I think it's like a comeback because he come back to the All Elite. And it happened, dude. Mm-hmm. The fucking Elite Squad hugged him. And they're like, welcome, dude. And so I love them bringing back one of these guys as a heel. They had to. Yeah, fuck it. It's just awesome. Like I, I just figured like he was part of their crew in Bullet Club. And he was part of the Elite, sh- uh, All Elite, whatever. Or no, the, uh, their show, right? So, yeah, being the elite. And, th- you know, honestly, the Adam Cole Bebe gets one of the loudest reactions. Oh, hell yeah. You got to give it to these Chicago people. They know everybody, dude. Like, the, the fans Chicago's... know fucking Suzuki fucking... <laughs> that's the one city, though, that that's, that's probably the wrestling mecca in terms of crowds in the I United States. I thought it was, States. like, Philadelphia and New York City. Philadelphia, but Chicago... Philadelphia, Chicago, New York, L.A., and then everywhere else. <laughs> and then everywhere else is, like, not as good. Yeah. Or, I mean, there's probably some that I'm maybe not Maybe some place in, like, South Carolina. Like, maybe St. Louis is decent. Florida. Good. So, well, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, if you include NXT Studios. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> no. And then, like, no. I, my, I don't know where I read this, but I was reading that Tony, Mr. By the Music, our peer, who loves everything we love, was going to okay. buy Final Countdown, you know, because I didn't know this, but I guess um, Brian Danielson used to come out to that on the indies. Mm. And that would have been, but they did, because we did say that we probably would see some iteration of Flight of the Valkyrie because that is common, like, what do they yeah, call it? Yeah, and, okay, that Brian, it, That's common domain music that anyone yeah. could take it and it ended up being some kind of, like, I don't know, Hip hop, hip hop remix remix of it. Yeah, it was not good. It wasn't that great. Um, it was but obviously, bad. he came. And out also, there we're and so like, used to fucking with the guitar and like he comes out and everyone's jumping. So it was weird to hear him come out to a hip hop song. Hopefully, he, you know, Tony just buys you music now. That that's the thing in WWE. Everyone used to make their music, and Tony now he's just like, "What right. song do you want?" All right, I'll go pay two million for it. Hang on. Um, he's like, now "Final Countdown would have been really good, I think, for him." Okay. I guess he. I didn't know he came out that to the Indies. Did you? I didn't. I didn't. But they. His T-shirt says American Dragon. So maybe right. he'll could just give him his old theme song back, whether it's that one final countdown or whether it's fucking a song I, from I, Barney. I think this is going to be his thing for a while because they would have had it ready for his debut, I think. so. Or I don't know. Who knows? But I'm sure maybe he'll be there Wednesday. But yeah, guy looks great, of course. And 
We love Daniel, Daniel Bryan, Bryan and or Kenny we love Omega. Bryan Danielson. We love Kenny that's, Omega. Yeah. Daniel Bryan and Kenny Omega is like just you know that's and he's wrestling nerd orgasm. Seems right there. to have aligned himself with this crew. We'll see if he does that on the show. He's part of the Jurassic group, which kind of makes sense, weirdly enough. So, well, that's just the uh, the babyface default kind of top babyface group. I mean, I'd love to see them get a nice little tag team run with, um, you know, Jungle Boy, Jurassic Dragon. Yeah, with Jungle Boy. And do you think they should include um, the little dude to do running spots? Marco Stunt. Yeah. I'm not a big Marco Stunt fan. <laughs> I mean, seems like, like a cool guy dude. and everything, but. Um, the would you kick him off your company? I, you know what I would love to see? I would love to see Jungle Boy book to dethrone Miro. Ooh. Yeah, I think they want to give him like a year or two. No, they, you, know, you can. Um, but I think his, he, I think eventually... That would be a good one, though. Or, or if we're going into the future in 2024, 2025, I think the money thing for them could be MJF and Jungle Boy. Mm, I agree. Oh, that's going into the- that's a whole feud. That's the thing yeah. about AEW now. As it gets more exciting, and you're actually starting to trust that they'll deliver good matches, you can really look at the roster and say, "Oh my God, I can't imagine if these guys would go against these guys." And there's and so many of those. Like Pack, I'd love to see him in a program with so many dudes. Oh, Pack Miro, could you imagine that match? Oh I my mean, that God, be, that would be awesome. A, I mean, that's the problem. They, I mean, Pack Malachi uh, Black. I mean. Oh, Dude. Tony Khan is going to have his work cut out for him because he's going to have to give all these guys legitimate storylines and not just uh, the challenge is going to be is not making any of these guys feel like they're on the back burner. You know what, man? It's it's going to be hard, but you know but what? TV is TV. Able, you only get so much. If you're able to cross over with New Japan uh, and, you know, maybe impact to a degree. Yeah. Um, I mean you could make it work but it would have to be a very you know national wrestling alliance kind of structure uh yeah and i think they would have to get a lot of people on the same page to make that work yeah man i i agree um once again commentary great tony shivani we love him and i listen to his podcast like you recommended and it dude that guy, I've always heard he was like people always said about him. He's like the funniest dude ever, and like he's so fucking funny. And I love right. how he just talks shit, dude. He's it's, like he's, such a shit talker, and it's hilarious. I think Conrad has called him that. He is the like Bob Saget of wrestling commentators, dude. Because on the like, show, he's so much dirty like, comedian. Yeah, he's like, hey motherfucker, why don't you suck my fucking dick? You're like, what yeah. the fuck? Well, that Halloween Havoc 95 that I told you to do with that whole thing he was doing with uh, Johnny B. Bad. I yeah. I was crying laughing at how funny it was. I remember, but like, it was, yeah, I agree with you. I remember when I heard, like, I don't, some dude reported on a podcast. They're like, yeah, we had dinner with Tony Schiavone, and he was, like, the funniest person on the table. He was the only one talking all night, and he was, like, everyone was paying attention. And I was like, What? How is this Tony Schiavone guy from fucking WCW the funniest dude yeah. at the table? He was always like the straight guy that like, you know, I just wasn't a big fan of. And uh, he's obviously with that podcast and his commentary now is just so much. Is It's one of the things to look forward to. Yeah, man. Conrad, I think 
told him like why don't you stroke these nuts i was like what the fuck <laughs> or just, yeah it's just the way they talk to each other is, is just hilarious their their banter i think is better he said don't talk Bruce... fucking shit about my fucking company you son of a bitch that's what um <laughs> he said to uh conrad when he yeah. said something weird about aew and then conrad goes fuck you you fucking twerp i started the company i was <laughs> yeah. literally the first person that ever you know what i'm saying it. Yeah. So good. So. But um, even, I I thought even Jim Ross was pretty good for what he's been lately. Yeah. Um, well, it, it's definitely cool they got um guys from AEW instead of Bruce because I listen to a lot of Bruce, but now he's in WWE. I can't trust him, and he's really busy there, so he probably shouldn't be doing podcasts. Well, you know, when you're learning that he's the biggest bullshitter, uh, and maybe one of the reasons the company is artistically bankrupt at this point, so. Or at least there's a very low, um, I don't know if you completely blame them, but they have a very low morale. Low morale, low quality of content, I would say. But you know what's a high quality of content? Is our fucking show. Wrestling and... Yes. However, at this point, we are going to have to end the communication feed. So, catch Be us, man. Do. Yes. I'm John Ensman. Justin from In Ring Art, and we had a great conversation about all things wrestling this weekend. Hope you guys have a good weekend or week, I guess. Week. Anything else you have to say, Justin? Uh, I, I one funny thing. I have a ninety-five yeah. year old grandmother who. Oh wow. Who is loving the WWE Women's Division and is Sweet. a huge fan of Charlotte Flair. There you go. I thought I would mention that and. She loved. She her. felt really sorry for Baron Corbin in his misfortune. Oh, poor Baron! But now he's hit it rich. Now he turned thirty-five dollars, and I don't know. Now he's now he's my, happy, Corbin. I've heard a lot of older people don't like that. My felt so bad for him, and then she loves Charlotte Flair. That's just kind of funny. I don't know. Well, she's she's watching the product. They're, they're getting yeah, eyes my on TV. Has showed it to her, and she loves the women. So there you go. <laughs> and that is closing this thing out, guys. Have a great one. Peace to everyone, peace and love, and we'll catch y'all on the flip.